Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. John here. I just want to talk about something for a minute. We actually have a Patreon up right now in full swing, and that is our $5 a month plan. It's called Movie Lovers Classics. It covers bonus episodes, reviewing classic movies like you're about to listen to right now with the uh, little Caesar review that we just did, early access to episodes, monthly newsletters, shoutouts on the main uh, feed, early access to episodes, and then we also have all-access documentary series review, which is $10 a month. And that includes bonus episodes, Eli Roth's History of Horror, early access to episodes, monthly newsletters, free digital movies, shout-outs on the main feed as well. And then that also includes our classic uh, movie reviews as well. And then our $20 a month plan is our VIP movie lover. And that also includes bonus episodes, classic movie reviews, interviews with independent actors, actresses, directors, and comic book writers, and it also includes movie lovers documentaries and early access to episodes, monthly newsletters, free digital movies, and shoutouts on the main feed as well. Go ahead, subscribe to the Patreon. We hope that we'll see you there, and always until next time, guys, bye-bye. Hey, man. What's up? Nothing much. It's good to have you on, man. I appreciate you uh, taking the time out of your night to do this interview and also to do the Biggie Smalls um, uh, documentary as well. I do appreciate that. Absolutely. 
Absolutely, man. I really appreciate you letting me on here. I'm definitely glad to do this. And like I said, when I watched that documentary, I was actually, I liked it a little more than I expected I did. Uh, like, I'm, I'm a big fan of Biggie, but I definitely didn't, I learned a little more than I expected. Oh, same here. Same here as well. I've always respected Biggie and what he's done with the hip hop culture and everything else and what he's done to the game as well. Biggie has always been a big influence on me. So has Tupac and everything too, you know? Oh yeah, absolutely. Besides all the beef that ever happened between them. And I liked how in the, how in the documentary, you'd see the interview, you see how he was trying to basically squash the beef and just say how just got to love one another. And it was really crazy seeing how he was doing such a spiral on his, um, um, I want uh, that dive uh, album, and it was just so wild just to see how he just emerged from it. Most definitely, man. Most definitely. I here's the thing. I always loved that album. To be honest with you, I mean, you can't beat that album with the stick. To be honest with you, it's the most honest oh. album that you probably would find in the hip hop culture, and everything. Too. Oh, absolutely. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I mean, we we have. You know, fifty. Uh, he gave his his all and everything when it came down to uh, certain other um, albums, though, and stuff like that. But when you look at Biggie, when you look at Tupac, and when you what Puffy did with Biggie, it's just amazing on what he's done. Yeah, because like, like it showed how much Puffy actually cared about Biggie. Like they actually grew close to being good friends. Exactly. Another thing, though, that I really have to say I admire about Puffy as a manager of someone that was trying to help him along the way is the fact that he saw that he was going down that dangerous road that he was going on where, you know, it goes uh, it goes into the thing where he's hustling at the same time as he's trying to make his music and things like that. And because he's trying to put food on the table, but it's hard to put food on the table and everything when you're trying to be an artist and you know, yeah, he's having people bump onto uh, his songs and everything, but he's also not getting paid either, you know? Oh, absolutely. So, he was trying to get that money by any means. He was wanting to make sure, like you said, provide for his family because he cared about his family. So he wanted to make sure he got there, that he got theirs and made sure they were taken care of, whether that was him either making his money with his music or him having to go sling on the streets. But Deep down, I feel like he really wanted to keep with that music, but he knew that if he had to go back to the streets, he would have done it. Exactly, because here's the thing. He thought that Puffy was just blowing smoke in his uh, up his ass, though, pretty much, if you think about it, because of the fact yeah. that he's like, look, man, I'm hearing, my, I'm hearing my stuff being bumped to and everything. I'm still not getting paid. My family can't eat. We can't survive. We don't have a way of actually having any kind of income. They're depending on me. But, yeah, it's nice to have people bumping to my stuff. But at the same time, where's my pay at? And at that time, too, Puffy was actually getting ready to get fired. And he didn't know that he was about to get fired from that right. label or anything like that either. So he was, was caught between his own parts. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. But, like, it's just crazy to see how much Biggie went through and, like, watching documentary. Because him, me being a younger cat, and not really growing up to really knowing their music as much as I wish I would have. It's, it was hard for me to realize how old they were at doing what they were doing. Cause I knew that like Lil Wayne was starting and doing his music at nine years old, bumping it. Yep. And it was awesome to learn Five that four boys. big, yeah. Biggie was starting his stuff at 13 and at 16, he did that battle. And I was the one that when I whenever I was growing up as a kid, I actually saw that Notorious B.I.G. movie, which it wasn't a bad movie. And but it, I was sitting there watching the, the documentary. I was like, oh, snap. So that that battle when he was 16 really happened. He was 16. He blew the old boy out the water with that just on that on that block first. So it was awesome to see at such yeah, a young age how much he did. Most definitely, man. Most definitely. And, you know, I thought that was actually pretty cool about, you know, you have the 16-year-old kid who just blew the socks off this other rapper, and he's also towering over this freestyle person, too. Absolutely. To where, you know, he's also dissing him and everything, and he's towering over him. I'd be like, no, nah, I, I don't want to deal with you, big guy. <laughs> I, I, I he was going to step on him. You know? He was going to step right. on the man. <laughs> but... And, but yeah, but it shows you the level of respect that he had for him after he got beaten out of that battle, though. He knew that right. he was something special. 
and what I actually like learning about Biggie was I knew that he uh, his background was from Jam- was from Jamaica, like his mother was from Jamaica and everything. But what I really thought was cool and interesting about how he actually liked country music. Now I'm not the biggest fan of country music, but I will say if there's some some songs that I find interesting that have some good lyrics, because I'm a lyricist, but I really enjoyed to find like he actually had like that different outlook of different music and all. Like he said, he couldn't fall asleep unless it was the country music. Like that's it's an interesting thing to know about somebody that like was mainly known as just a hardcore thug rapper. Exactly, and then he comes to find out that he loves country music. It's kind of weird because you would think that okay, maybe he's going to sleep listening to maybe some West Coast rappers. Maybe he's going to sleep listening to some other type of rappers and everything. You don't expect country music out of that. But then again, his mom was a big, huge country artist uh, fan, though, too. So that kind of rubbed up on him. Yeah, it kind of just shows you what it's like as an artist that, of course, even though if you just do this particular type of music doesn't mean that's the only music you listen to. I may do hip-hop and some heartbreak music, but my main music is mainly punk rock and classic rock. I love that. Beatles is my number one band, but it just shows you the fact that not all people who do one type of brand type of music that's the only music they like. Exactly. Because here's the thing. Biggie was actually influenced by the one of the other uh, beats. Remember the, one of the beats that he used by Asia? Yeah. Africa? Yeah. 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 yeah, the, yeah that Africa so, song. Yeah. So he was definitely influenced by that, which I find really cool because you get to hear other people's uh, styles and everything through the beats and everything through, through, through old music and everything too, because that's still being used today. So, Oh yeah, absolutely. I feel feel like Biggie in a way paved the way for that kind of influence to where you can actually have that in a beat and everything to where it's like, okay, we're just going to use a snippet of this and then turn it into my own music and let it be amplified off of that. Exactly. And that's what starts a whole new era. That's what's just creates a whole new limit of what we can do now. Like, that's what I love about like finding like some artists nowadays that are just like, wow, you kind of created something on yourself. Exactly. And another thing, though, too, I mean, I loved it whenever his mom, whenever his mom's friend uh, said, look, you don't want to listen to his music. He he has a bunch of uh, slur slur words and everything else. And she goes, Biggie, I thought I ended up uh, teaching you better than what I did. His mom, that music is not geared towards you. That's not something that you're supposed to be listening to. That's no, he said, I was like, nobody 35 and older is supposed to be listening to that. (laughs) Yeah, I thought that was so funny. But she did listen to it one time. And see, that's it. I feel that same with my mom. Like, I don't really want my mom listening to all my music, but like, if she heard it one time on some songs, I feel like she'd be like, okay, okay. But I know not right. all of it she can't listen to. Exactly. Because you have to have some type of breakground where, you okay, this is my life and everything. This is my style of music. It may not be for you. It may not be for everyone. But I need to actually have that ground where I'm split away from you for a little bit just from my music. Otherwise, exactly. Because it's what makes I can't, my can't life. Do. Right. Exactly. So I can definitely respect him on that level where he's just being honest with her and being truthful with her. So, oh yeah, know, absolutely. That definitely came from a good place. What part in that that really blew my mind and what when I saw it in the movie, I didn't know if it was going to be true or not is whenever they were saying how he left that dope in his bedroom to mm-hmm. dry and his mom thought it was masturbating and threw it away. I was so <laughs> livid. I was like, "Oh my god. Man, like I understand she felt hella respected. Like I would have been absolutely respected too." But I mean, being in his mindset, it's like, oh man, that's that's a lot of money going away right there. But it's like, man, like what people what people, what people got to do sometimes. Exactly, because we actually see that from Puffy though too, uh, where he's like, Biggie, what are you doing? You're you're trying to get this done, but you're trying to live out in the streets too. You can't be at two places. Either you're gonna do this the right way, or you're gonna end up in jail or somewhere else. And that's not good for you because I've seen it happen. Because man, I'm gonna ride out with right. you. Right, right. Yeah, because it could. And that's you could have gone either way on it. Definitely, and that's also where his music started to take off. That's where once he realized, hey, look, I need to start focusing on my music and forget about this dope life. Forget about slinging this and that. I need to go in here and concentrate on 
my life and get that right and also do my music and everything and let that music yeah. come through me. Yeah, he had to make a choice. I mean, that's what it always comes down to in life. You got to make a choice on what you got to do with yourself. Either you're going to rise up or you're just going to keep doing what you do averagely and you're just going to just, just keep limiting yourself. Exactly. Because only we can make certain choices and everything, but there's always a choice. There's always choices that we make, but there's also consequences behind those actions, though, too. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Of- and every choice has consequences, but it's yeah. a matter of like what you're going to, what's the outcome on and how you're going to overcome it. And Biggie found exactly. and Biggie trusted Puff, Biggie trusted Puff, and he really was like, you know what, I'm gonna I'm I'm put my faith into you. And that's hard to do with somebody, especially when Biggie, because he was he had trust issues, and that's understandable because we all got him. But Biggie had trust issues, and he's like me. He's like, don't promise me nothing, and I won't expect nothing. Like if we doing something cool, but if you but don't promise me all this, so I don't get my get my get my uh like heartbroken or anything like that so like don't don't do that so i I definitely understood where he came from when it came to that but he really put his trust in puff and puff came out for him exactly man it's like don't get my hopes up you already promised me one thing it's not happening i'm struggling but yeah you're gonna promise me this and you know it's like throwing balloons up in the air and hopefully somebody will catch them basically but it's just good to know that Puffy was on his side the whole entire time. And also, too, while this is also going on on the East Coast, the West Coast was also hitting it off with Snoop and uh, Dre and all the all those cats over there over uh, with NWA, Ice Cube, everybody. And see, whenever they were talking about – whenever um, um, Biggie and Puff were talking about how they feel like they paved the way for – Hawk and Snoop and all of them on how like made them upgrade. Like I feel like that was might have been part of the beef, and I wasn't in that generation. I, I I can't say what that beef was or anything. I can't say who paved the way for who, but I I just see the music as it is, and just I, I really thought the friendship between Pac and Biggie was really good, and I, I really felt like the music they would have been making was great. But then that's whenever Pac got shot and. I don't know if Pac really was blaming Biggie and if Biggie or anything was on that. Because, I mean, they say that Suge is the one that put that on there, but I don't know. Right. right. Because here's another thing, though, too. Biggie went out to uh, Los Angeles and tried to squash that after he died and, and everything. This is back in 97. He wrote out there. And he knew that the risk that he was going to be taken by doing it, but he felt like that he had to do it to prove to the people that – he didn't have anything to do with whacking uh, Tupac or anything like that. He had to try and show some type of level of respect for him and also try and regain some of the uh, fan base from uh, from the West Coast. Yeah. And, and like, watching the interview towards the end, whenever he was saying, like, saying, like, yeah, I'm here. I'm in L.A. Like, I'm not scared. Like, I respect that so much because, to me, that's like when 50 took off his vest and was like, you could shoot me again. I'm going to do my concerts. Right. But then, like, of course, there's consequences with that because, like, he ended up dying, like, you know, getting popped off. And still they're saying it's uncovered. Still they're saying that it's, like, we don't know who did it. Exactly. It's, there's like, still zero evidence. evidence. You know? How? How? Exactly. With all the forensic stuff and things like that that we have out there today, we here's the thing. We can definitely get somebody that knows who killed them or something, some type of forensics. We have better technology than what we did back in the 90s, I can tell you that. It's probably just someone that doesn't even want to be dug up because it probably might be an inside job or something like that. They know who killed them and everything. It's just that they probably don't want to go on ahead and admit openly on who did it. It could be somebody that got paid off in the cops and everything else, too. So, I mean, it could be a a bunch of different things. But you know what? We won't know. No. We won't know. (laughs) But like the interview was very inspiring in a way. Like, like I really like documentaries. Like they like like if if you haven't watched the every uh, everybody's everything, the little peep documentary. That I'm a huge little peep fan, and that really really hit me to heart. That's such a great one right there. And this one really kind of showed inspired me as well because it just showed me like what this great rapper went through. I mean, like I said, I seen the movie and the movie that of course isn't going to do anything justice because it's just based off a true story. It's not going to say everything that's off, but the documentary can at least give a little more than what it is. But exactly. It, I really liked that. That documentary really was good. I'm glad, man. I'm glad that I recommend that to you because I felt like, you know, you're, you're an 
independent rapper. You're trying to come up and everything and things like that. And everybody needs some type of representation into who who they are. And I feel like Biggie might actually be someone that might could influence you on maybe different style of writing or whatever and getting a back oh, more, yeah. more of a background into who Cause he his is. Because his flow was ridiculous. Like, I really loved how that I, I don't remember the guy's name, but he was the musician of the saxophone player who was really close to him. And when he was describing how his how Biggie's flow was more towards the that drum, that drummer and everything and how whenever they play, had um, um, Big doing that freestyle and they had that drum solo going over, I, I never really thought of it like that. And I was like, wow, that's. Well, I, I can't even think of how to explain that because I just never really thought of that. And that was just so just so interesting. Right, because we're so used to freestyling in a different way, a different kind of aspect now with all, everything that we have now compared to what we yeah. had in the 90s. And, that was and then nowadays we still stuff. just we don't even rap about what we have. Nowadays, most rappers rap about what about what they don't got. People saying that they got guns or they do this and they do that when honestly they either don't or they just say it for the clout. Right. But or back in the day, they really talked about what they did. Exactly. And to me, I think that's what's missing in the hip hop culture, to be honest with you. I Here's the thing. I'm a huge fan of rock music, rap music. I'm, I listen to different types of music, right? But the thing that gets Absolutely. on my nerves is the fact that, you know, I'm tired of hearing about rims. I'm tired of hearing about um, grills in, the, in your teeth and stuff like that. Show me something that you grew up in. Show me a city that you grew up in or a town you grew up in. And rap about that's that. honestly rap about- why I get more into emotion rap and emo and like emotion like heartbreak music like Juice P, uh, like people like that because they're speaking out of emotion most times out of emotions and out of uh, feelings they've had about some situation like it, it I can connect to that so much and it's like it's something I really understand more than just somebody talking about shooting up or. Or fucking bitches and just doing things like that. Because that's something that like I don't put my perspectives on. Exactly. Because I feel like you can't connect with something to people where it's like, I got grills. I got this. I got money. You can't relate to somebody who don't. How can you relate to somebody that doesn't have money when you have money? You have to go ahead and tell people where you're from. Right, you, know, you have to, like that's kind of why be- I like MGK because he always repeat mm-hmm. from Cleveland. Every damn near every song he got, he repeat from Cleveland because he know where he came from. He know he came from the gutter and came up. I mean, like a lot of rappers do. A lot of rappers know, like mm-hmm. like Wayne rapped his stuff for the longest time, and like they they always know how to do that. But some people just do it for the clout. Like I I will say this, just even it's a stereotypical one to bring up, a six nine. He always want to claim he king of, king of New York. And he knows he's not. Oh no, <laughs> he knows yeah, he's not. Six... <laughs> but you know that's a joke just to, just to bring ego. up, right? <laughs> he just wants to boost that ego up and make him seem like he's. And it's sad. I'm giving him clout right now just for just for dogging him. I'm giving him clout just for doing. It. So damn. Right. But Biggie, we all know that Biggie's the king of New York, though. Oh, absolutely. Gave him that title. And everything, Absolutely. which is well, very well. And I love, and I didn't know they gave, I didn't know they put Biggie in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame um, last year. Right. I didn't that know that. really cool. I was so to glad be- to see that. Me too. And you know what? The thing that gets, t- that pisses me off the most is when people are like, oh, rap music is not rock, me- rock- uh, hip hop music is not rock music. I said, no, but let me tell you this. You can do something in a different style of genre to where it feels like rock and roll. You're standing up for yeah. police brutality. You're going up against the man. If you're going against anything that goes against anything that is wrong and you're trying to fight it, that's rock and roll to me. That is just bad. Exactly. Exactly. You, you know, that's that's exactly how I feel. I'm like, just because they don't play a certain instrument or whatever does not mean that it's not rock and roll. They could do something in their life that represents rock and roll. Be like, hey, look, that is so fucking rock and roll right there, you know? Yeah, everybody could be everybody could do something that's out of the ordinary of what somebody says they can't do. Like it, it it's crazy. Like whenever like because I, I feel honestly feel weird whenever I say I'm a rapper. Because I don't feel like a rapper. I just feel like an artist. I just feel like a, like right. a, just a lyricist. So whenever people like 
So that's what I am. I'm like, I'm a rapper. They'll look at me funny. And it's like, yeah, I know I don't look like a rapper. It, it's funny. <laughs> but still, I like the fact that, you know, you don't have the, some people don't have the average look of a rapper and everything else. And then all of a sudden you just start beatboxing or whatever and start rapping. And it's like all of a sudden just a major explosion, you know? Absolutely. Because, Absolutely. Because I feel like, you know, some people just need to stop stereotyping people and just, you know, and just view them for, for who they are and everything. I feel like, oh, you don't look like this because this is my image of a rapper. I'm like, nah, you just, that's not, that's not the way to go about it. Just because the person doesn't fit, look the part does not mean they don't fit the part. Oh, right. Just don't judge a book by its cover. Exactly. Never do that. And that's on anything. That's on anything. Right. Right. And another thing, too, is um, that I actually admire by Tech Nine and also, too, that I admire oh, with yes. the game was the documentary. Uh, as a matter of fact, that's actually the name of the game's first uh, album was the documentary. And I just loved how honest he was and how he was just taking shots at everybody in the industry without even thinking twice with it. I got to go back and recheck out that album again because I know that album. I just don't I just don't remember it to heart. So I got to go back and recheck right. out that album and uh, that album. Then. The game you, you said Tech Nine and that, I instantly, my ears perked yeah. up. Tech Nine is that man. Tech is my favorite, to be honest with you, man. Uh, the, that man is a lyrical first- genius. Dude, he really is, if you actually think about it. Because some of the stuff he comes up with and rhymes with is just off the charts. Absolutely. And it's like, he's a fast rapper, no doubt. No doubt. He's like, he's, to me, I, I'm not going to say he's the, the fastest rapper, but but how he his licks come and how clean his flow is with what he does, it's it's ridiculous. It, it, it's, it's, it makes no sense of what that man can do. Most definitely. Uh, another thing too with him, the very first uh, song that I listened to him was was Public School. Yeah, that was, that's that a was, good that's, one. Yeah, that's the very first song I ever listened by Tech. And as soon as I uh, as soon as I heard that, I was hooked on Strange Music. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you know, and also too, I also like the uh, song him and Eminem did together. Um, it's called Speedem. That was actually one of my favorite ones that Tech and him did. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, the one that I've been actually bumping the past few days a lot is um like I ain't, and it's just oh yeah, I love in that intro. I just saw Tupac, and everybody looks at him funny because that like that song. And if you haven't heard that song with him and Tupac, you have to find it. You have to listen to it. That is, I cannot remember the name of it to save my life, but that that song go hard. Okay, I'm gonna have to check that one out, but I do know uh. I know that other song that you're talking about that you're referring to. Yeah, like I ain't. That that's album. such a good yeah. song. Like I ain't is one of my favorite ones that he's done. But heck, the whole basically his discography is just crazy. Yeah. If you Doctor Shavar is another good one. Yeah, that was a good one. That kid <sighs> on there had had some good licks on there too. I don't know who that <laughs> kid was, but that kid had some licks. Dude, if you watch the music video, he's like 12 years old. Man. Yeah, he, yeah, he's a kid. He's a little kid. Right. It was just crazy. You can tell that he's nervous on there. He spit. You can tell he's like, "Oh my god, I'm sitting there messing with Tech. I'm messing with Tech Nine. Oh lord." <laughs> but the dude can spit. I I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, yeah. Like later on in life and everything, he's gonna be someone that Tech is gonna end up mentoring it even more. Who I like. That a lot of people I don't think are really hyping up right now yet. Who uh, who um who um tech endorses is Token. He's oh yeah. Uh, he's not too much of a kid right now, but he's like I think he's in his twenties right now. But that that dude's so good. Oh man, Token go hard. Okay, I'm gonna have to check him out and everything too. So oh, yeah, I know that. Let's see. I know that I said that we were gonna do like a thirty minute review on on the uh, documentary thing, but I think we covered enough out of that. I just want to talk about you for a minute and everything. Too. All right. Sounds good. Um, sounds good. But yeah, I'll definitely is, say that. I'll definitely say that Notorious B.I.G. was definitely king of New York. I would definitely in that part was saying that. Most definitely. His lyricism is just awesome. And it's off the charts. He's just, he is what he is. He's the Notorious B.I.G. He is. Absolutely. Absolutely. But, 
Um, but yeah, I was just kind of curious, like, what got you into being a, uh, going into hip hop and everything? What was the main thing that was? How did you know that you had this gift of lyricism and stuff like that? I've always done it when I was a kid, and I've always wrote like just wrote bullshit songs and all when I was thirteen, stuff that I ain't do, I wasn't doing, but of course it just sounded cool and shit. And I just always did it when I was a kid, and always younger, saying I'm a, I'm gonna try to be, I'm gonna be a rapper, blah blah. And then kind of always kept with it, always wrote music. I play guitar and I do a little singing, but I mainly just always wrote raps and met my boy Ace and. Me and him just been doing things ever since, and I'll, that man just puts me on some good shit. Like, he knows how to get a beat for me. He knows how to get my voice right, and we just been throwing stuff ever since, and that's what I'm, I was just so glad to finally meet somebody who knows how to, like, do my music right, because I've never been able to get into a recording, never been able to, and my family is a big musicians, and we've always had stuff to record, but we've always been a working family, so we never had time to do anything. But to finally be able to do something, it's, it's really a blessing. That's awesome, dude. Um, my question is this, too. Like, how did you come across Ace? Because I've been friends with Ace. We, matter of fact, him and I used to work together and everything. Same here. I used, to be, um, I used to be a housekeeper with Ace and everything back in 05 or 06. Hell, yeah. Um, me, me and him actually we used to work together over at Lowe's. Like, I used to be a tire tech over there with him. And my, my boy introduced me to him. And me and him just clicked. And then I told him I did music and he was like, all right, just come come through. And very I was I was very surprised, but whenever I did my first song, Succubus, um, he he was actually he was actually held surprised that I wasn't like just trying to just just spit bullshit. I was actually just coming from something. So exactly. ever since then, like we've just been doing stuff. But I've been knowing Adrian for for a for a minute. Definitely he's definitely like my stepdaddy. That's awesome, dude. That's really awesome. Ace is awesome. He's a good friend of mine and everything, you know. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Gonna, Shout he's out to He's going to treat you right. I'm going to tell you that. You have a friend oh, yeah. with Ace. Oh, yeah. Um, That's my dude. But, yeah, like you, like you were saying, though, you know, people get inside the booth and everything. They think, oh, all you have to do is just spit a bunch of random stuff, and that's it. But it's not about that. It's got to be coming from the heart. It's got to come straight from the hip and everything, too. It's got to be honest. It's, there's more to it. Oh, yeah, than absolutely. And everything. See, I've always and, come up and, like, thought of, like, the rappers of, like, my my original, like, flow would always think about, like, like Kevin Gates, Lil Wayne, um, Jordan Lucas. And then I fell in love. Then I've always wanted to do like a com- comedic rap, but it never worked. But it never worked on the time I thought about. It. And then my man Lil Dicky came up, and I was like, "Oh my god! Like he, he's doing what I've always wanted." Not, and, and it's like he's doing it so much better. And then I hear my man, and I've always liked doing like punk stuff. And then I hear Peep and Juice, and I'm like, "Oh my god! Like these people are doing exactly what I really believe in." And like I, I now I really feel com- like confident enough to really try to put my music out there because these these rappers that like inspired me so much like juice world is probably exactly. one of my biggest inspirations the man was that's pretty cool so young and so and like he has to me the best freestyle one of the best freestyles ever to live he could come in there and just knock out three songs on one beat and then let you pick which one you wanted and he did that all in one take no cuts just just done Man, really oh, wow. had it, but that's probably my biggest inspiration right there was Juice. Like, right. Definitely one of my youngest biggest inspirations. You see, I like Little Dicky though too. I like him um, as well, and also too. I know that you said that you're like basically a comedian, a comedic act, uh, not actor, but a uh, rapper. I feel like now that you know that those two people have put some stuff out together and everything and stuff like that. I think that it gives you some type of um, boost in your confidence to know, oh, look, there's actually a place in this business for me for doing that. If I chose to go down that path again, to be doing a, being a comedic um, rapper. Right. Like, I've never tried putting any of my comedic stuff out. It's always been something that, like, I've always used to like doing. Like, I've, I've always jumped on different vibes. Like, I've tried doing a, the positive vibe. I've tried doing my comedic mm-hmm. vibe. But... The one that's always stuck with me is my heartbreak vibe. I can't help but just talk about heartbreak music and like just emotional stuff because that's just to me like what my biggest is. I'm 
I'm a I'm a depressed person. I'm a sad boy. That's how it is. But hey, everybody is, and we can all connect in that way. We right. can all sit here and say, hey, we all have our we all have issues. We can all understand that. So that's you know what I mainly be able to talk about the most. Exactly, and you know what though? There's actually a song on your mixtape, but Parcel Tongue was uh, a song called Visuals. That was the song that I was playing yeah. for about three days. To be honest with you. That one, yeah, that that one really was one of my ones I was, like, thinking, like, whenever I, uh, there's some really hard lyrics in there that I was, like, yeah, I, I really am trying to express how I feel, but not get too deep into, like, making it seem like it's about certain people, because my music is never specifically about one certain person, it's more about just an emotion, and then hope, and then what everybody else feels about it. Because people forget that art is the definition of art is just the emotion you get off of it. So no matter what you get off of it, it's still art. You cannot like it and just think it's dumb. Hey, you got an emotion off of it. So exactly. my my music is forever really can just vibe to the feeling and just hey, I can I I feel that. That's how I'm feeling right now. I kind of need to hear that. Exactly, and that's what I got from that song. To be honest with you, man, I definitely loved how real it was. Listening to that, that's why I bumped it for three days because of just how real it was and how real your music is to be honest with you. I also like the laid back beats though too. You have like a chill vibe going with you whenever you're whenever I'm listening to it. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I can't really like uh, mess with like I can mess with other beats, but it's just the fact that like I've always been just laid back. I've always had that chill vibe of just like throwback music because my family's always been that hippie family. Like we've always been that family of stoners who listen to just jazz or the Beatles. Or we'll throw on, or throw on some other stuff. It's like always something just chill vibe. That's exactly. just always what I've grown now, up. With. Now my question is this: So your mixtape is called Parcel Time. So does that have anything yeah. with Harry Potter? In a sense, um, in a way, yes, definitely, because I'm a huge <laughs> Harry Potter fan. I'm a cool. huge Harry Potter fan. So like that's definitely definitely part of it. But like also meaning of it is just just a mixture of a different flow. I'm, I'm parcel time. I have a different, I have a different way of talking. Cause I talk about like a, a, like a Dorcas mindset. Like my latest song I just dropped today. I say, uh, recline in the living room, playing chess with the homies. We're Dorcas individuals. Like I, me and my friends love me and my roommate love playing chess together. So we just, I, I, I'm just kind of a dork mindset. We love talking about Harry Potter conspiracies. We love doing that. We'll sit there and pause Harry Potter movies just to be like, well, this could be this, this could be that. We're just, we we love doing that. That's pretty cool, though, because I'm a huge uh, Harry Potter fan myself, though, too. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm also, I, you know, I'm a sweaty nerd, pretty much. <laughs> if you think Absolutely about it. Absolutely the same, brother. Nerds unite. But, yeah. But, dude, I definitely love your stuff. You definitely hit in all the right places. Now, you actually have another song called Disney. What now? Tell me, what did what was the idea behind Disney? Disney minus. Um, yeah, Disney minus. That one actually took me actually about a year, maybe two years to write. Like, I can't. I I don't. I don't like just sitting there writing a song within twenty minutes. I I, mm-hmm. I, I, I that's not really my comfort zone. I like sitting there and like just feeling like feeling myself on a song and then like maybe sit there and think about some lyrics because I'll go down two months and then be like I could have put this in a song so I like sitting there and really thinking about making this song so that song took me about almost two years to make and it really is just just about just just the heartbreak emotion of just hey there's somebody that you want to try to work hard with but of course there's always problems the song that actually inspired me on that was Molly like I was listening to Molly, and I was like, "Oh my god, man, this song is really talking to me on that." And as soon as I was like, I instantly was hearing hearing a beat and a song in my head, and I just instantly went with it. And it took me a long time to make the chorus and everything. And the chorus is really what's got me and everything. And I was like, you know what? I'm a, everybody's like hyping up Disney Plus. This is gonna be Disney minus. <laughs> that's pretty cool because it's seen how yeah, that's an interesting uh, twist on it. Yeah, like your heart is frozen, so I just let it go. Um, you say you love me, uh, I see you lying. You know, it's go just like Pinocchio. Like, I, 
I, I like Disney too. I, I definitely love watching Disney stuff, so I definitely had to throw in that type of dorkish individual type of shit on there. I like that though. That's actually kind of smooth on how you actually uh, represented the Pinocchio bit, and then also represented into something that into somebody that's lying to you. That's in a that whether you're in a relationship or not. I thought that was actually a pretty yeah. interesting twist to it. Yeah, I appreciate um, that. Yeah, like it, it. Definitely one of my favorite songs. Mine too, to be honest with you. I like that one, like I said, and I also liked. Um, visuals and then of course Cheddar was actually another good one that you and Ace did. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. one was really good. Yeah, I do love that one. Like I showed him the beat and he was like, all right, that's pretty funky. Now bro, you can't fuck this up. And as soon as I started talking about the song and like doing the song, because I whenever I show him a song, I normally just do the the hook or like the first like bar or two. And then I'm like, all right, now if you're gonna like that or we're going to have to just work on it. And normally it's like, all right, we'll see how that goes. And just it, Cheddar just flowed. Cheddar just flowed. It has a, I really want to get a video on that. To be honest with you, I would like to see a video for that, though, to m- myself, though. You and Ace doing it and everything, I think that would be great. Oh, yeah. I have a few because... ideas for a couple of videos. Like Potion and Whatnot is definitely a song I want to get a video of um, that me and him do. That's a really good song that he just Ace Vegas. It, I'm a, I'm a already just rep for Ace right now. I just say he is just killer. He freestyled a song for me last night and just barred it, just bar after bar, just killing it. Ace Vega goes so hard. You just don't understand. If you don't know Ace Vega, you need to. Definitely, because I remember listening to a lot of his mixed stuff on Spotify and things like that too. Ace is definitely a talented dude and everything when you look at everything that he's done and as far as producing as far as being an artist and everything he knows how to lay down a beat he knows how to make you sound great like you mentioned and everything ace is good at what he does oh absolutely you know and And he knows how to keep you entertained too yeah, he sure does. I mean, he's a character and a half. I'm going to be honest with you. I had him on. Oh, absolutely. My, my sh- uh, did you see him on my show recently or no? Oh, yeah. Well, the greener grass. Yeah, the greener grass and the uh, the, the little double feature thing that we did. No, I didn't. I don't think I yeah. watched the double feature, but I did watch like I, I, I don't know if I got to finish the greener grass, but I know I watched the greener grass one and I enjoyed that. Yeah, him and I both did the Greener Grass review, and also it was like two reviews that we did together on the same video. It was the Greener Grass, and also two was the Jesse Eisenberg movie that we did, and everything. Yeah, too. okay, that was from Amazon. So him and uh, I, he was on the show, and he's like, he was just telling me, you know, Greener Grass is the greatest movie that you'll ever watch. You're not, you're gonna. <laughs> oh my god! Like. I'll tell you right now, it took, okay, I watched 10 minutes of it, and I couldn't do it, and it took me, like, a month, and I was like, all right, I'm gonna try it. I got all the way till like, at least 20 minutes left of the movie, and I was like, nope, can't do it, I'm done. <laughs> can't do it. <laughs> that movie was funny, but just a little too weird, but I love weird movies like that, though. It was definitely weird, I'll tell you that. It was definitely one of the weirdest movies. And the funny thing is, Ace was messaging me, right? He was like, how many minutes are you in? I said, I'm 30, 30 minutes in. He goes, man, you made it further than anybody else that I know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I told him, I said, well, I'm hoping it gets better because so far and everything, I'm just laughing at how ridiculous it is and everything. The movie has such a weird mindset. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I saw the YouTube video before the movie. And I was, and then I saw the movie, and I was like, "Wait, this seems familiar." And I was like, "No shit, they really made a movie out of this YouTube video." Okay, <laughs> it's just crazy, no, it was, I mean, <laughs> that was so funny. But, that movie was just too wild. It definitely was. Um, another thing that I wanted to talk to you about was another song that you have on there called "Fields." How did how did that come about? That one. Actually, like I was sitting in a car and I, I heard I, like a lot of times I like just like going through beats and all just listening to them, and I heard that beat and I didn't even hear myself saying that song. I instantly heard chanting of that. I heard like just people chanting that song, 
and like just the intro and i was like wow like i i never i never had that feeling or heard that in my head before so i instantly went on to that and that song really is just another just another it's 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 in your feels and that's a really to me a really powerful song of just i mean you're in the same room but you're at the same end like that's a heavy feeling like cuz you've always been like you've sat next to somebody and then just felt like you're not even there with them that's a hard feeling but that's that's basically what that song's about but that's true. It's like they're, like they're there, but they're like on autopilot. They're off somewhere else. And everything. Absolutely. Because, I mean, I've been on autopilot like plenty of times. And it's like this is a, it's, it's, it's not a good feeling. You no, you feel you're your feelings. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, man. Um, This this mixtape, I got to say, is really good. I really liked it. I have to listen to the new song that you just released today because that's something that I need to check out because I didn't know you were yeah, doing something new. Yeah, I wasn't even expecting so, it either. I wasn't even gonna drop it, but I listened to it last last night whenever we finished it, and I listened to it today a couple times. I was like, "Oh my god, I just gotta drop it." It's just I really enjoyed doing this because it was it's something like that I I like doing these type of songs, but it's something different. But it's something that I don't normally do, like this song, um, the song "Shake." I, I I like doing because to me it's just funny songs. It's songs that I just talk shit. I just basically just enjoy to, just bullshitting on and just having fun and it just goes flow with it. Like I just hear such a okay. good beat and it's like, oh, that's so fun. But this latter song was so good. Me, me and Ace really jumped on that and just had fun on that one. But it, yeah, that dropped yesterday. Uh, no, that dropped today. Um, It's called Lighter. Okay, I'm gonna I'm going to check that out though. Because, you know, I'm always interested in listening to new music and everything. So that's something that I'm definitely going to check out after the show. Um, so another thing is, too, like, who do you look up for as far as inspiration goes? How long does it take to usually write a certain song? Um, It's hard to say who I look up to because I've always loved different artists and different bands to a certain level and to a, to a high degree. But, like, it's hard for me to say specifically who I look up to, like, when it comes to music and all, because I just look up to music in general. Just the fact that, like, I'll sit there and just no emotions, just chill in the car and people are like, why are you listening to such a sad song? Are you sad? It's like, nah, this is just a great song. Or I'll be listening to, like, just some weird song, like, I just, some some wham song. And it's like, <laughs> you like this music? It's like, yeah, like, what are you listening to? All right, cool. Like I just I just love all music and it's just so hard not it's just hard to choose a certain song. But but when it comes to how long it takes me to make a song, that just varies. Like I said, it took one song I just spent two years writing because I just wanted the right feeling on it. And for that song, the best way for me to know how I feel on it is I don't sit there and really look at my phone for my music because it's hard for me to scramble. My brain will scramble trying to remember it. But whenever I know a song by heart and I really feel it like that. I know I got a song. I know I got a song for me. So that's what really got me for like that feel song, Di- Disney minus um, potions and whatnot. Like, but um, normally when it comes to like writing a song, it could either take me maybe a couple of years. If I really want to feel necessary to the song, it'll take me, or I could spend like 20 minutes, 30 minutes writing a song. Okay. Because that was something that I've always wondered about was the writing process and things like that. Because there was times where I was thinking about doing some songwriting at one time and another, and I would actually have maybe three words written down, <laughs> and that was it. And then I would try and come back to it later on, if I could. Yeah, just, yeah, absolutely. That's that's how I normally am. But it's just a matter of like just when you feel like the the words come to you, and just write them down. And, and if you don't like those, write down next to it the same uh, just what you would also put for that, maybe. And but like when it comes to like me, like I said, writing in like 20, 30 minutes, I don't like doing that because I, I feel like I don't get a good feel on what the song is gonna be. But normally, I like doing like if I'm gonna sit there and be like, chose how long we write a song, probably about a week, because that's how long I at least get to feel about this song. I get to feel this beat and really want to like actually like try to put my heart and soul into it. But I can I can at least get a song going within 20, 30 minutes because it's just something that either they want it done now or they want it let, let me do in my time. Right on. And also too, I was just wondering like how does your 
parents feel about you rapping and everything else too? I mean, do you, uh, do you have a good backup as far as people supporting you and things like that? That's something that I was curious about. Me and my people are cool. I don't know my father well. I know he's off doing okay. his own thing and I do my own thing. But uh, my mom's right. always cool. She knows I does me I do music, but she's never heard my my music. Like like Biggie said, you, right. I don't know if she's really going to want to hear my music, but there's a couple songs I might let her hear, like Disney Minus. I, I would let her hear like some of my soft, like some of my soft stuff I let her hear. But like Shake, right she's not going to hear. My boy JO3 with that song, um, um, oh man, like, with, no, we can't do that. But no, hey little bitch, no, my mom can't hear that song. No, definitely not. Mom can't hear that song. <laughs> But, yeah. but the thing is, like, she, but the thing is, she looks at James and thinks of him, thinks of my boy JO3 so sweet. And I'm sitting there, like, man, she just let me play that song one time, please. <laughs> but no, nah, my mom, mom, oh, yeah, <laughs> she'd look at him so funny. But no, my mom's definitely cool. My mom's definitely cool. That's cool. Cool with that. She's definitely looked at, looked at that some because she's always known I've done music and seen that my, my grandfather and my, Uncle's always done music, and those been my, my my father figures. So, and those are the ones I mainly like. Let them know, like, hey, I'm doing music. Like my uncle, he's always been like a like a rock like a like a rock player, a classic rock player. And him seeing my rap, he's like, all right, all right. So it's it's funny to see my background on that. And then like I definitely got friends that support me on that. I definitely glad of the friends I got because they always try to bump me up more. Like me and my boy Jo Three, we got that friendship competitiveness because he he'll have bars and i'll be like oh man i gotta up that and then i'll up it, and then he'll be like oh man i gotta up that and then he'll up it is that friendship competitiveness that's my boy that's right, right there now. if anybody would definitely gotta check out jo3 i put him i'm basically put him on youtube check him out on soundcloud that man's got it okay another thing though too that i like though was uh the song antifreeze too that was a good one that one originally wasn't on that beat. Uh, I, the beat that it was originally on, I liked, but I just didn't like the flow and the feeling as much. But then I heard this beat for it, and I was like, "Oh man, yeah, I got, I got to redo this on." And Ace was like, like, "As soon as I put the beat on, he's like, all right, so what's the what's the lyrics?'" And I started doing antifreeze, and he's like, "What?" And I was like, "Man, this, <laughs> this is the beat for it, bro." Like that beat was cool, but this is the beat for it, bro. It's 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 swapping. We gotta do it. So like, I, I do like that song. To me, that's a good hype song. I I can definitely see why it's a good hype song. Another thing though too is I listen to some artists and everything where the lyrics are good, but the style and flow of the beat actually makes it off center for me on some areas too. So it's good that you actually picked up on the fact that you know this you had this one beat set and then it didn't fit your style or your flow so you decided to go with the what we know now as the indie anti-freeze uh beat and everything and i thought that worked really well in the type of lyricist i am i really don't know some people catch on like on what i really like about my what i'll say i like about it is when i say she's a sweet killer like antifreeze what i mean about that is like some people might not know but like Oh, oh, like housewives would poison their rich husbands with antifreeze by pouring it in their food or their or their um anything that's sweet and all because antifreeze is somewhat sweet and that's what they would use to slowly poison them just slowly put in their food and everything so it's like she's a sweet killer like antifreeze it's like 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 she like I don't know like I was really like hitting some really hard bars when I felt that song okay. these are brain games thinking... super saiyan mind frame right. Because here's the thing, I was thinking like antifreeze was like a metaphor. Like she's so, um, in other words, is she's such a bad person that she's like antifreeze. Like she's bad for this person. Exactly. Like, That's people. exactly the metaphor for it. That's exactly the metaphor. That's exactly the okay. metaphor for it. Oh yeah, absolutely. yeah. That's exactly it. Okay, so I yeah, like thinking. Okay. Oh no, that's exactly. Like oh somebody. yeah, you got it. Okay, I was just making sure that I wasn't thinking, okay, someone's going to try and kill somebody, you know, she wasn't going to try and poison somebody or anything like that. It's just somebody just so toxic in their relationship to the point where she's so bad that she isn't good for them. Yeah, I'm sorry, I just couldn't help but give the story of 
the background yeah, of the backstory of what I've learned of what like antifreeze was like used for back like like times like that because I've I've seen yeah. that that was like that was what was using that Sixth Sense movie, what when that um, little girl was dying. That's right. That was that's a right. that's a hardcore movie that. right there. Yeah. That, yeah, like that. that, that, movie that is good i'm gonna tell you that yes i'll tell you this i watched that when i was eight my mom said i wasn't phased by it i watched <laughs> it when i was 13 i couldn't watch it again <laughs> that's weird because usually you would think yeah you right eight years old it would actually phase you but you got older and it actually scared the hell out of you i thought that yeah because i got to realizing like damn <laughs> like my mindset altered where i was like all right i'm i know like i'm, I'm a little more aware of this shit <laughs> That's actually pretty and cool. Not like, I didn't think. Yeah, definitely. Go on. But like, whenever I'm like, and like when I say about my lyrics and all, like whenever I try to be like, whenever you hear the song um, Dangerous and Elegant, that's a big Harry Potter reference song right there. That's a main, that's a big Potterhead song right there because there's a lot of Harry Potter references in that song. All right. I'm going to have to, re- now you know what? Now I have to go back and re-listen to that because I read the whole entire Harry Potter uh all the books twice not to mention i like the movies so i'm definitely gonna have to check this out again and be yes to it. definitely listen to it and try like there's not a there, def, you'll definitely be hearing a lot of references especially okay. in the last in the last in the last verse yeah you'll definitely be hearing a lot of references and it's like some people i feel like don't pick it up because like they'd be like yeah i like harry potter but then when you hear the song you're like okay I, all right oh okay that reference oh dobby okay all right, but did you not hear this? Do you, you don't know who Nagini is? All right, you don't know who right. Nagini is. What about the Horcrux like, uh, curse or whatever? The killer curse. Exactly. Now, my question is this. Like, would, you ever, a... would you ever make a song up about that? I think that would actually be pretty cool to actually include about Horcrux. Horcrux? Yeah. That would be pretty interesting to see. I've thought about that, but I really, I didn't put too much in. Pers- I didn't put too much thought onto it because I was already thinking of this song, and I was like, "And I'm naming the album Parcel Tongue." I don't want to make every song a Harry Potter yeah. song. True. I was like heavy thinking on that. I'm de- but I definitely like being a Potter fan, being a Star Wars fan, and being like I'm definitely nerd because in that in that um um Dangerous and Elegant, you'll get a Stranger Things reference, and like oh. some people like get it, and some people don't. Yeah, I'm a huge uh, Stranger Things fan. I'm a Star Wars fan. I'm all of that. Oh, absolutely. I'm just a big nerd. So, I can't help it. Me too. Definitely hey, just a big nerd. I'm... Hey, nerd and proud. That's what I'm saying. Nerd unite, um, bro. You're nerd unite. Amen. Amen. <laughs> so, let's see here. I do have a song that I do want to play. Yeah. And everything. And Ace actually gave me the uh, song. It's the song Visuals. I'm going to play it for everybody. And then after that, we're going to go on ahead and I'll end the interview and everything and where people can reach you at and stuff like that. Sounds good. All right. All right. So let me go on ahead. Right.
such a good song man that's that's really great. i will say that that quote at the end the our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate is that we are powerful beyond measures if you don't know that quote that is such a that good is, one to look up that is such a powerful quote right there okay i definitely will i'll definitely look that up yeah it's definitely it's, it's a really good one yeah that's such a powerful meaning right there and just right just just right there it's just like yeah you gotta feel that to be honest with you, even without me looking that up, it hit deep with me, to be honest with you, and everything. It hit me in the feels. It hit me everywhere, to be honest with you. So right. so my question is this. Where can everybody follow you at? Um, they can. I got some songs on SoundCloud. Um, it's Dorkish, but mainly you can just look me up on YouTube, and it'll be um, just Dorkish. Check me out. Just get me on YouTube. Subscribe. Do what you need to. And, I, and I'm always welcome to subscribe, subscribe and check out new music as well. I'm always loving new music, new music and seeing what's ever on there. All right. Thank you, man. And not only that, I just want to say thank you again for taking the time out of your night just to do this interview, to do this Biggie Smalls documentary review and everything. You know, I do appreciate it. And I would like to actually have you back on again in the future as well. Oh, man. It's a no problem, man. Because for real, I had I had a good time conversing with you, having a good time just interviewing you and everything. It didn't even feel like an hour to even come by at all, to be honest with you. Right. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. I really enjoyed this time, and I was definitely looking forward to doing this, man. It was definitely a good time. Like I said, I definitely want to do another one, and we could pick out another, pick out another movie or something to check out, and definitely do this again, man. Just definitely enjoying it, doing this, and thank you again for putting me on this, brother. <laughs> Oh, not a problem. You're welcome anytime, man. My door is always open to you. And, okay, guys. So, if you guys want to, you guys don't have to. But I know that the pandemic has actually put some holes in some people's pockets. But if you want to go on ahead and donate towards the page, you can go on ahead and do that by going to www.gofundme.com forward slash Movie Lovers Unite. Also, too, you can go on ahead and follow us at Movie Lovers TV Lovers Unite on Facebook and underneath the same brand as well for Instagram and also for Pinterest. Also, too, you can follow me, of course, on Stereo at Movie Lovers Unit. We also do trailer reactions and everything else, too, on our YouTube channel at Movie Lovers Unite over there. We also do movie reviews, and we also wind up doing um, movies of 2010. That's the newest thing that we just did was the best and worst movies of 2010. So go on in and check that out. Also, too, follow me at Movie Lovers Unit on of course, on Twitter. And of course, you can follow me at John DiGorio8 on, on Twitter as well. It's been fun. It's been real. I can't wait to do this again, man. This has been great. Thank like, you again. Absolutely, brother. All right. Man, thank you so, so much, bro. Absolutely. Appreciate it. Unite. You're welcome, man. Anytime. All right. You have a good night. You too, brother. Appreciate it. Thanks, man. All right. Bye-bye. Later. 
Hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. This is your host, as always, from Movie Lovers Unite, John DeGorio, and I just want to sit, talk about something real quick, and that is Audible. What is Audible? I'm so glad that you guys asked. Audible is the leading provider of spoken word entertainment and audiobooks, ranging from bestsellers like Anne Rice, Stephen King, the list just goes on. Their whole entire catalog, when it comes down to audiobooks, is just fantastic. If you're on on the road and everything and you want an audiobook and you want to download it fast, go ahead, go to Audible. You're not going to regret it. They actually have a trial right now that you guys can actually jump on. You can actually go on ahead, go to the link, and it'll bring you up to that trial. And a matter of fact, every month, members actually get one credit to pick any title plus two Audible originals from a monthly selection and access to daily news digest from the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, and the Washington Post, as well as guided meditation programs. Another thing too, guys, that's not all they have. They also have, they also have, finish, if you actually want to go ahead and do some things to actually better yourself for 2021, they have stuff for that too, like finishing more books or becoming a better parent, leader, or a person. How-to books, which is something that everybody seems to grab onto a lot lately and everything else. So if you guys are actually looking for something to maybe better yourself for 2021, go on ahead, check out those books as well. They have a big catalog. You guys won't regret it. Go ahead, click on the link below in the description notes. Go on ahead. You guys won't regret it. Sign up for that trial period. And always, until next time, stay safe, guys, and enjoy the show. And God bless.